This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and it is magical show number 150. It is February 23rd, so that means yesterday, February 22nd, was my 53rd birthday, so happy birthday to me. And you just heard her beautiful voice. Uh, My friend Heather has joined us once again for the show. Hi. And uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. I'm super, super thrilled. We've been trying to record this show for a little bit of time now, and schedules just haven't worked out and things have happened. So I'm glad that we got her uh, here for uh, your listening pleasure today. A couple things before we start. First of all, the show is all over the place on social media. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, Reddit. Uh, go look for us in those places and become involved in the conversation. We also have a website. It's messituppodcast.com. And uh, you can find information there as well. I always have the newest show loaded up on the website. So if you can't find us on your iTunes feed or whatever it is, you can also uh, go right there to look for the show. If you go to the website, you'll also see a button there that says become a patron. And what that is, is that takes you to our Patreon page. Our show is 100% listener supported. All of our funding comes from you, the lovely listeners. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron of the show. So go and click on that and find out how to do that. It hopefully will bless you. I know it will bless me. And uh, we have little gifts. Uh, Depending on how much you give, we have different swag bags that we can send to you. Everybody who becomes a patron, though, gets a copy of my book, which is called Still in Beta. It's available on Amazon Kindle. It's available as a paperback through Amazon. Also on your uh, Apple devices, on Apple Books, you can get the book. So check that out if you want. We love all of the people who support us through Patreon, so thanks a bunch for that. If you don't feel like making a contribution, it's always free. But one thing you can do to help the show is leave us a rating or a review on whatever podcatcher you're using. So if that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, just give us a little rating. And if you feel really, uh, really awesome, uh, you can give us a review as well. That helps new listeners find the show. And I think that's about all I've got for up top. I can't remember anything else. If I remember something else, oh, I forgot the word of the week. We always have a word of the week. And my word of the week this week is breach. And uh, a breach I really like because breach has multiple meanings. And I love multiple meaning words. But a breach can be the act of breaking or uh, failing to observe a law. So like you, there's a breach of the law or something like that. But it can also be a gap in a wall or barrier. Like you can breach, you know, there's a breach in somebody's defenses. And uh, sometimes I need to have a breach in my defenses to let God get in because I put up these walls and I just thought, well, we'll throw in breach for our word of the week. So if you can use breach in your sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points. And, you know, either definition works. If you can use it both definitions in the same sentence, I'm going to say that's an extra uh, 15 bonus points. So uh, there you go. Challenge issued. Uh, Let me know if that happens for you. Um, One of the things that I was talking to uh, Heather about earlier was what we wanted to talk about on the show. And I had some ideas and then we started talking. I, I realized I hadn't talked to her about something on the show that we probably should have done right off the bat the first time she was here back like you were show number 17 yeah uh like way early in the the game and so uh heather you know she'll introduce herself to people and one of the things people learn pretty quickly is that she's got two sets of twins which Mm -hmm. is a mess in itself 
but Heather is also, um, and I'm going to use a word that I know she doesn't like. We can talk about that. Heather's a survivor. She's a cancer uh. survivor. And um, <laughs> Heather, how many times have you had various kinds of cancer in your life? Uh, well, there's, okay, so there's different things about cancer. So you can have um, benign or active. And so I've had active cancer for two years. And I had a couple benign tumors that weren't actually cancerous. But so, I mean, just really two total times. Mm-hmm. And then, and they were all in different places. So it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you if you know Heather, you don't usually know this about her because it's not something that she yeah. wears on her sleeve. She doesn't um, talk about it a lot. It's not that she's embarrassed. But what's the deal? How come, how come you're not, you know, and I'm air quoting here, cancer survivor, you know, and, and out there doing that cancer survivor thing thing and tattooed across your forehead what's what's the deal with that on you yeah so the first time i was diagnosed diagnosed with cancer i was i was 32 and had two sets of twins that were baby babies um the babies were two and the newer ones were just born and so um and it was stage three uterine cancer which was aggressive and they found it um because they went in for a c-section and they saw lesions on my uterus, well, but they had to deliver the babies. And so they, they closed me back up. And a couple months later, I started my treatments and had surgery. Wow. So now you got, this was second set of twins. Yeah. So you got the new babies there. When did they tell you this news? I mean, are you still in the uh, They told me holding? immediately right after the babies wow. were out. I mean, they saw the lesions. They knew something was wrong. They're like, you're, you have to get this looked at, but you need to heal from the delivery first. Mercy. So by the time they went in, I mean, it was stage three uterine cancer. It spread super fast. And for um, people who don't know, and I know, I mean, if you're out there and you don't know anybody who's had cancer, just say a prayer right now and say thank you because it's it's kind of crazy. But if there's someone who's not really sure about the stages, Mm. what do the different stages mean? How, what does that range look like? That's a whole book right there. So there's basically four levels of cancer, one, two, three, and four. Um, but within those levels are bi-levels. Okay. Um, and most people don't really understand that. They just know that the basics of cancer, which is one, two, three, and four. I was at the early stage of stage three cancer. Um, which means the cells had grown, they had multiplied, and they had spread okay. to multiple areas of my body. Um, and so it was a huge concern. It wasn't like, oh, hey, we'll do a, you know radiation treatment. Um, they got the news, and then a week later, I, you know, after they officially diagnosed me with the, all the tests, it, a week later, I was in surgery, having a full hysterectomy, and starting radiation chemo. So the, the hysterectomy, I understand get the body part out mm-hmm. and take the cancer with it. Mm-hmm. Chemo and radiation, what's that? If you've taken the body part out, what's why that? Okay, yeah, so they did mine super backwards. Usually with some cancer types, they will they will go in and they'll have to shrink the masses and the tumors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have time for this. They needed to get most of it out. They knew that they weren't going to get all of it out. And so um, they had to go in and radiate with the radiation and chemo to kill the cells that were left. And so I actually had, after that first surgery, I had three more surgeries, but they were small and minor comparative to that first major one. Okay. Um, and so, and the treatments lasted for about a year. And how did, the, was it a strong chemo with like hair fallout no. type stuff? Yeah. So my hair did fall out the first round. I did three rounds total. Um, the first round was the strongest round, and then they have different levels. The uh, the 
the second and third round were oral chemo, which is not that aggressive. So my hair didn't keep falling out. Okay. And how did that affect your new mommy? Um, <laughs> were Was that... It was awful. I mean, it was, okay, so it was just tiring. It was tiring having four babies under the age of two. Right. Um, and then one of my sons was in the hospital with me. I was on one floor of the hospital. He was in the ICU for, for pediatrics, and I was on the cancer patient floor. We were in the same hospital. Wow. <laughs> so it was just, it was, it was, um, I'm, and you know maybe this is maybe this is why I don't identify myself with the survivor thing because as I was going through that treatment, my only prayer at that time had been, please save my son. Right. Right. I was so focused more on his health and his care that I was like, you know, I, I just want my son to be okay. And knowing your story, you're still at this point baby Christian. I was. Yeah, I was brand new. Yeah. And your husband was not saved yet. No. Okay. And in fact, during that year, he relapsed. Okay. That's when he relapsed. With? Alcohol. Okay. Um, and you guys were not, neither of you were active duty at this point? or were We you, both were active duty. You were duty. both active duty yes. Air Force? Yes. Okay. So... So we were blessed in the way that every single one of our bills was paid for. Right. Thank God. Because right. some people will go into full bankruptcy because they were diagnosed with cancer. Right. It's Yeah, it's, it's horrible financially. I, I have a friend who's going through that right now and... Um, you know, he's he's baking so that his uh, girlfriend can make her deductible payments. And, you know, now that it's January, she's got a whole new deductible whole payment. New deduct- yeah. And it's just, it's really, really, it's a difficult thing it's to awful. have to decide, well, do I want to pay my electric bill or do I want to get my treatment? And yeah, your cancer meds. Yeah. Right. So that is a huge, a huge blessing. Um, so from a, a standpoint of a mom, with infants, were you going to be bottle feeding the babies or were you going to be nursing them? And did this have any effect with the yes. cancer and the chemo and so stuff? Up until my treatments, I breastfed. And then after that, I couldn't anymore. Okay. So I, had, I switched over to bottle feeding. Okay. And that was that because your body couldn't handle it or because of the chemo and stuff like that? You can't do it with the you baby? You can't do it with the baby. Okay. Yeah. Because everything you take goes through the breast milk. Right. So they couldn't have it. Okay. How was that for you? Were you okay with that? Or was that minor was, thing and you just didn't care? I knew I wasn't going to have any more kids. And so I was kind of sad that it ended so fast. It was about, I think it was about five months. And, and keep in mind, I couldn't feed Max anyways. He was right. tube fed. It was only Grace. But uh, it was just that, oh, I'm not going to be able to, I, I wanted to do it longer, but I yeah. couldn't. So it was sad, but. Yeah. Um, how did your faith come into play with, this being in the hospital and all that was it challenged or did it strengthen you or you know it's so funny with me it it never has been a challenge um so for me it wasn't i could care less if i died right i just wanted my children taken care of so my faith crisis came when my son was super sick and he almost died Uh, my my i knew god was going to do what god was going to do and i had lived my life well and I knew, because I had faith in God, I felt at peace with what I was going through personally. The thing is, is I was so worried that Max wouldn't get the chance to do what I'd already done. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I felt like I, even though I was only 32 at the time, I felt like I had lived my life well. Right. And I and I just didn't want to bury one of my children. I just didn't yeah, want that. I can't imagine. That to me is always the 
the horror, you know, most horrible thing is to say goodbye to a child. Right. I don't know how people survive that. Right. It's amazing. So I guess, you know, my faith crisis didn't come because I... I just felt at peace with whatever it was God willed and desired for me. I, it just was fine. So how did you make it through that faith crisis? What, with Max? Yeah. A, a lot of prayer, a lot of screaming, a lot of crying, uh, a lot of praying. And and you don't have the support of a a, a husband at that point. I not mean, you had his support, but not his not, spiritual Not spiritual support. support. So it was my spiritual, you know, it was the people at church who would, Heather, were praying for you. The people at church would come and visit and hold my baby when I was upstairs on the floor and couldn't go hold him. Mm-hmm. You know, I relied on my spiritual church family. How long were you hospitalized with this first one? I, I, I want to say only two weeks. Okay. It wasn't long. It was only like two weeks. And then what was the recovery like? Um, it was awful. So you've got... You're on leave because of maternity anyway. I was on leave for maternity and went straight into leave for a medical crisis. And how long How long was it before you got back to... Six months. Six months. Yeah. And what were you doing for the Air Force at that point? I was a jet fuel analysis. So I was analyzing jet fuel. So was that a, is that a desk job? Is that no, a, a, that's a, out active... on the flight line yeah. taking fuel samples. Right. Yeah. And did you go right back to that? Um. At, yes. I did get out though. So what happened was, is I was uh, the second set of twins. I think were a year when I got out. Mm. So I it wasn't long. I knew that at that point I needed to get out. And so you're you're out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. You're going through chemo at home and 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 going for treatments. Yeah. There and now you were in uh, Idaho at this point. Yeah. And you're stationed at Mountain Home, but were you living out in Mountain Home or were yep. you living and could you do it? Was it was it Navy or Air Force doctors? Or no, were I had you doing... to go to Boise. Okay. So it was a 45-minute drive each way. Wow. And did you have people to do that for you? Did Kyle mm-hmm. do that yeah, for oh, you? Yeah, I had people. I had so many people helping. Kyle would help. Um, How did he get through with basically three kids, single dad, and moms? And I mean, what? Mm-hmm. How did he do that? Well, yeah. And so once again, thank God for the military. They put him on a medical leave of absence also. Okay. So he was actually a stay-at-home dad during that six months. Okay. So that he wasn't working. So thank God. Because, I mean, we just had a blessing upon blessing that made it doable. Right. Um, okay. So so you get through this one. You're you're wiped out. Uh, when do you start feeling normal again after? Uh, that Because that first one was the most aggressive and because I was recovering from multiple surgeries, um, it took me about six months to a year. Yeah. And um, the la- the next two, even though they happened during that time period, were very easy. They weren't bad at all. Right. Okay. So you're done with your cancer thing. Um, what what is the mental state of? Because you know, my I lost my father to cancer, mm-hmm. and lots of aunts and uncles uh, and people in my family have have passed because of cancer. So I know what it's like to lose people mm-hmm. from cancer. I've had other people who have survived mm-hmm. cancer as well in the family, but I've never had it myself. Hmm. And so I don't know what it's like hearing those words. I know because of the history in my family that when I hear that word, it the initial reaction is fear um, and uh, sadness, you know, mm-hmm. just like, uh, but I also know it's not a, a death sentence at this point now. It's too. not. You know, that many cancers are survivable. What was your feeling like with that word hearing uh 
so the first time I actually was kind of scared. I'm not going to lie. But the second time, it was only precancer cells I found. So I still had to get the treatments. I still had to go through the radiation for that and the surgery for that the second time. And and so, you, I mean, I could say I had it three times, but it was only precancerous. It wasn't even real cancer at that point. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was with my hand. Um, and that one was totally encapsulated, non-aggressive, non-moving. And so it was... So when, when I got diagnosed the second, well, precancerous, I was like, okay, whatever, let's get rid of it. The second time it was, I don't have time for this. Mm. <laughs> I remember that. And I remember that response. I don't have time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Cause I feel like that's when I knew My husband was deployed at the time. Yeah. And I felt like I was taking it way more seriously than you were. I'm like, Heather, we can't just, you know, blow this off. We've got to, yeah. And you were just like not having it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how it works. Um, I think I'm just in denial a lot. I don't know. Well, you know, it could be that that is. But the doctors also told me they're like, "This is nothing. This is like super easy. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna cut this thing out." They had to shrink it a little bit so that they could go in and get it out. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, but it was just they told me they're like, "This is not bad at all. Don't worry about it." So. So that helps. Do you yes. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So how do you live your life now? Uh, as you're going through things, I mean, is it, do you, are you, are you, you know, cancer, cancer conscious? Do you Mm-mm. pay attention to things make sure because, okay, this is a, a cancer thing or are you just doing I your. I don't, I just do my thing. Here's the thing. This is where my faith comes into play is like, God has a plan. So no matter what I do, no matter where I go, no matter how I do it, it's going to happen. Like if it's God's will and I'm not being a cowboy and cavalier and like rolling around in gasoline for fun. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's, I don't live in fear of it. And I live in, in the, in the acceptance and the grace and the peace of God's will is going to be done. So. Right. Right. And, and that kind of leads into the, the song of the week that we're going to use. And I went a little bit long here, so I'm sorry. It's a little bit of abrupt change, but uh, the song, and this was suggested to us by listener Bev in California. She wanted us to do Torrin Wells famous for, and you know, in the song it talks about, you know, that he will do what he is famous for. And that's kind of what you're talking about there. So we're going to give the people 90 seconds of famous for, we'll be back on the other side to talk about that and to uh, wrap things up. So right now here's 90 seconds of Torrin's, Torrin Wells and famous for. My fortress over Make way through the waters, walk me through the fire, do what you are famous for, what you are famous for, shut the mouths of lions, bring dry bones to life, do what you are famous for, what you are famous for, I believe in you, God I believe. In you, release your love inside of me. Unleash your power for all to see. Spirit, come and fall on us. Over and over. Make way through the Shut the door. 
There you go, listener Bev from California. That was uh, Torn Wells and Jen Johnson with Famous For. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Mrs. Uh, Urich? Well, I like, I like how he says, you know, bring dry bones to life. And that's kind of like what I felt. You can bring dry bones to life. He's good. He's he's famous for healing. He's famous for bringing forth the good in the world. You know, yeah. and it's what I grab onto and hold on to as much as I can. Yeah, and when when somebody's famous for something, mm. usually it's it's for two reasons. It's either it happened with such great intensity that it only had to happen once, and it was like a famous mm-hmm. thing, or they kept on doing it. There was a consistency right. in it. And and that's the uh, impression that I get from this is you know, yeah. that, you know I'm I'm famous for making bad jokes at the wrong time, you know, uh, <laughs> and so God is famous for doing these things. And the thing every time I hear this song, and I will admit I'm not a huge Tornwells fan. He doesn't I don't hate him, but right. it was not kind of here nor there. Uh, but when it says God of exceedingly, God of abundantly, because mm-hmm. that's what God is. It's just you know, we ask for a dollar and he gives us a diamond. You know, mm-hmm. we, he, he wants so much more for me than I could imagine for myself. Right. And that's what he is. That's, that's, he just, he overdoes it mm-hmm. so, so much. And I love that because I would limit him because I have this finite view. I'm like, okay, well, this would be great. But he's like, yeah, but what about this? Right. And and I, I can't even imagine it. Um, and so uh, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I like that idea of abundance in my faith. And um, and sometimes I would rather have more than I need mm-hmm. than just enough. Right. You know, right. I, I like I like the overflowing part right. of, of faith. So yeah. So um, Miss Heather, you've, mm-hmm. you've you've done this cancer thing, mm. and your pastor. Uh, I've heard you mention it a couple of times with it. Um, how how has that mess? What 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 can be a message out of out of illness? And I, I think I can ask you because you've you're like a walking message board for medicine. <laughs> at least I mean, you, you pop twins out like candy, Twice, yeah. and and you you break bones all the time. And um, <laughs> what on earth can be a message out of this? You know, I know so many people who are struggling with anxiety right now and stress. And for me, I could easily have taken any of those situations. You know, I broke both my ankles in the last year. Um, you know, cancer two times. You know, two sets of twins. Husband who who's an addict. You know, I could take that and just become a hot mess and just be anxious. A recovering addict. Right. Yeah, he's recovered now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like... So I could I could I could be a hot mess and just sit there and be bat crazy if I really wanted to. Not that I'm not bat crazy, but I'm not anxious about it. Right. <laughs> and and honestly, if I did not have God in my life and I didn't have the faith that I have, I probably would be way worse off because I sit in the firm faith that God is always there. He's always with me, and He knows better what's good than me, right? Right. It's not my plan, it's his plan and I trust his plan fully. So I'm not anxious. That's that's the thing. If I could tell anyone is don't be anxious about anything. Even says it in the Bible, don't be anxious about anything. Exactly. And and when you're not anxious and when you really truly have that faith that God is going to work and move in your life and do miracles and do what he's famous for, mm-hmm. 
you can't be anxious. Right. Yeah. yeah. So how do you react when you see a person like, I mean, I, I, when I was in school, I had a friend named Carl and Carl would sit in class and the information would come in and then it would just go right out of his pencil onto a test paper. Mm-hmm. He never studied. He never took notes. Mm-hmm. He could just do it. And I'm talking about like, you know, calculus and stuff. And it used to annoy us. So we, we were studying for our pre-calculus final and we're like, okay, let's have Carl come over and help us. And we're like, well, how do you do this? He's like, we well, just do. Right. He couldn't explain it. It no, didn't make sense to him right. that we didn't understand this. It was just like, it's like breathing for him. He's like, I, I don't know how to explain this because you just do it. I mean, and, and he was a little, you could feel he was a little frustrated and annoyed right. with us for not getting it. Right. How do you handle when people come to you and they're with medical issue right. or cancer stuff and like really that? And they're really stressed. Yeah. yeah. What, how do you Each do you one of us that? is so unique and so different. And God has created us each to be different, right? And so some people, when they go into their faith, it's a it's a gradual journey. Some of them go full force into it that day and their faith is amazing. And so there is, when people come to me and they're stressed out, especially about medical stuff or, or whatnot, my answer is always, are you praying? You know, because I believe in the power of prayer first off, but then are you reading your Bible because there's knowledge and wisdom in that Bible? So those are the two things I always go to. Are you reading your Bible right now? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're really scared and anxious, do you understand the Word of God? And are you praying to God? But then above that, it's it's one of those things where I feel just awful for some of my friends who really do have overwhelming anxiety, and. And it's, their walk is different than my walk, and I, I don't judge them for that. But what I do try to do is help listen to them mm-hmm. through that. There's nothing wrong with their way or nothing wrong with my way. But ultimately, it's that are you do you have a relationship with God and helping them become closer to God no matter what. Right. And so what does that look like, the, the praying? Because we, we ask that to people. We, we say, well, you're praying or I'll pray. What, mm-hmm. what does that look like from Heather? What is oh. praying look like is it like god fix this medical thing all right now let me get back to my no no soup uh yeah well sometimes it does look like that for me i'm not gonna lie sometimes it is that quick snap prayer like hey god please i know that you, you can do this do it uh but then so more specifically in this past year of my life i have really made a a commitment to praying for a half hour a day and that's not what everyone can do it took mm-hmm. me many years to get to this point where i commit no matter what to 30 minutes usually 30 minutes to an hour every day of nothing but prayer set time or just at some point you know during the day you're gonna have to do it um i i do monday through friday i do at 9 a.m okay and and then um any other bonus time is greatly appreciated. Well, I'm at church on Sundays, so I count that in as my prayer time. Do you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. uh, it helps me to have a set time. Right. I, like, I have it in my calendar, on my time. phone. Yep. Okay. It, I don't make appointments during that time. I don't, you know. Right. Um, And so, yeah. So for me, it's a set time. But it, like I said, once again, your prayer life is your prayer life. It looks different for everyone. But what I say is if, if, you're, only, if you're only sending shotgun prayers, that two-second, God, take care of this. And not really trusting, believing, or having faith in that prayer and believing that God is listening to that prayer because you wouldn't turn around to your mom and be like, Mom, do this. You know, or, hey, it's like you want to have that relationship. You want to talk about it. This is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm at. God, help. And be specific in your prayers. God, help heal the broken bone in my foot so it doesn't hurt. You know, just being super specific. And and God listens to that, I believe. Right. And, and the idea that I think of is, you know, if a person is coming to me with a request, 
and they come and knock on my door and they're like, hey dude, um, can you give me a hundred dollars? I'm like, um, mm. I can, but I'm not going to. Right. If you came to me and said, Paul, I need a hundred dollars. Like, okay, here's a hundred dollars. Why do you need it? I wouldn't, the, the first thing would be to give it to you. Then I would ask, why? why do you need it? I wouldn't run you through because I know you, I've got that relationship and I know that if you didn't need it, you wouldn't ask me for mm-hmm. it. And, and I, it's not that we have to earn it from God. That's not what I'm trying to say. But having that relationship and making it so it's not just these panic moment SOS prayers mm-hmm, yeah. improves my spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. And it makes it, because God will answer that spiritual prayer and that, that instant prayer. But I don't want just those, you know, that kind of friendship and relationship with the people that I mm. love. I want to have sustained you know, right. relationship. Well, and, and prayer is more than just asking for. It's about praising God and worshiping God also. Mm-hmm. Giving thanks to God. You know, in the Bible, we talked about it. You know, in the Bible, it says, this is how you pray. And it talks about our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As you're talking about giving thanks to God for who he is and his will is good and his will is great. We want his will here on earth. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, prayer isn't just asking. It's, it's about giving honor and glory to God also. Yeah, a lot of affirmation. And yeah. Affirmation of the relationship, affirmation of his greatness, affirmation of his doing what he's famous for, affirmation of my need, mm-hmm. of my need for him. Um, and, uh, you know, I I was just doing a, pod, or a podcast. I was just doing a step study. As we're recording this, we had our first night of step study last night of this new year of my step study. And I was so pleased because one of the people in the step study said, that they were, I always ask, what do you hope to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And they said, I, I want to be able to use this as a tool to help me so that God can help me stay sober. I was like, yeah, you're getting it. It's, it's a tool, but God's the one doing it. You know, if I'm the one doing it, if I'm just white knuckling, I you're not make gonna, it. Yeah, you know, you're God, not going to. God can. He, he has so much more power than I am because he's the ultimate source of power. So he right. doesn't run out of it. And I've just got to be able to lean back and. And trust that and, and fall into him. Right. So cool. Well, I am glad that you are a cancer survivor. Whether Thanks. you like it or not, that's what you are. And yeah, uh, yeah. I think that people get hope. But I don't think, I think, listen, okay, we, I have to address this really quick before we go. Before we go, I don't call myself a cancer survivor. I call myself a Christian. Mm. What's right. the difference? Okay. My faith and my foundation, my identity is in Christian. I'm a Christ. I'm a believer in Christ. And because of that, that's what got me through to this. I am not, before I'm a mom, a wife, a a friend, I am a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, that's so celebrate recovery. Yes. 100% it is. I love that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and because I know, uh, when when we've done, because I've been at the Relay for Life with you before, you don't do the... The survivor. No. Life. Yeah. And I'm like, get out there, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. But I think there's just some kind of mental block there. Maybe yeah. I'm in denial. Yeah. You're mental. I'll, I'll go with that. Right. We'll just leave it right there. We heard it from the, the source. Yeah. Heather's mental. Um, well, thank you so much for being mm-hmm. here. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Uh, if you have um, more that you want to know from us, you can in, uh, email the show. I am bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And then you can get a hold of intern Dave who takes care of all the general needs at info at messituppodcast.com. If you've got a story that you want to put out there for people, we love to have people's stories. So uh, email us so we can get your story out there because believe it or not, whether you like it or not, your story can make a difference in somebody's life. And the only way that it won't is if you don't let that story get out there. Uh, So I challenge you to share your stories with us. 
and uh, keep going with everything you're doing. Please uh, go give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Think about becoming a patron by going to messituppodcast.com and clicking on Become a Patron button. And uh, we really appreciate all that you do. Heather, thank you so much for being here. Listeners, thank you so much for being here. And we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess It Up.